All right, good morning. How's everybody doing? Amen. Listen, man, I wonder if we could just take a moment, man, to make some noise for Jesus. Is anybody thankful for what God is doing in this place? Come on, what he's doing in your life? Amen. I love that worship. I, I felt like there's just some faith in this room this morning, some people just believing that everything that the enemy did uh, in your life in 2019, God's turning it for his good. Come on, I believe that. I, I, I mean, I'm, I don't know if you have been around me or we've ever got a chance to get to know each other, but I believe what's up on this screen, I believe those words. I believe not just, not just words that we sing, but it's, life, it's a life that we live. And I believe powerful things happen when our faith connects, man, to those lyrics. And so, man, I'm excited to be here, excited to be a part, man, of what God is doing. Real quick, I want to welcome everybody tuning in online. Can you guys make some noise for them? Come on. We're making some noise for you, even though you're at home in your pajamas. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, uh, man, my name is Ryan Mauser, and I'm the student pastor here, and uh, I'm so excited to be able to share what God's laid on, on my heart. Uh, it's been a while, man, since I've been able to share on a Sunday morning, so I'm fired up. I've had about two or three cups of coffee. Come on. And, uh, but here's the thing you need to know about me. I'm going to preach better and shorter if you make noise, okay? So if you say, hey, man, come on, pastor, throw your hand, I'm going to be like, we're going to get out of here, right? So, uh, but man, I'm excited, man. I want us to just let loose, have some fun. I believe when we come into this place, we should find hope and we should find encouragement. The word says that, that when we read the word of God, that there is hope and encouragement waiting on us. And so today, man, I want to stir some faith. I want our faith to link up together, man, and, and leave this place ready for 2020. You guys in on that? Come on. Listen, to that. thank you. I like what I'm talking about. Hey, uh, but before I do, man, I just want to say, man, uh, our lead pastor is in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee today, casting vision for 2020, and uh, really one of the, the greatest honors of my life is, uh, is to be a part of what God is doing at Faith Church in this season. Uh, I am getting ready to celebrate seven and a half years of being the student pastor here, and uh, man, it's such an honor, but we have an incredible team, and our team has continued to grow, and, uh, and man, we have some incredible communicators that stand on this stage, so I want you to know, man, I'm so honored and thankful to be able to stand with you. I prayed and prayed and prayed, so I believe what God's put on my heart it will be something that will be beneficial for all of us this morning, all right? Hey, listen, who's ready for 2020? Listen, because if you're not, it's kind of it's that, that moment, you know, when you used to play hide-and-go-seek, and you say, ready or not, here I come. If you're ready or not, 2020 is coming, all right? It's around the corner, and today, really, what, our, what we do on the last Sunday of the year is we try, to, we try to bring a message, man, that gets us ready as a church, that gets us ready as individuals to enter into that new year. And so today, that's what I want to do. So as we enter into a new year, there's new resolutions. Everybody started thinking about your New Year's resolutions, right? We start thinking about how we can better ourselves and what can we do different. Here's a couple of new things I want to share with you that I think is going on in our lives right now. Is that okay? Y'all all right with that? Here's one thing I think in 2020, some of you, uh, you're going to find some new adventures. How many of you know that to be true? God's going to call you some places. He's going to ask you to climb some mountains you never thought you would climb. He's going to ask you to, to adventure out and do the thing you've never done before. I believe that's waiting on some of you in 2020. Not only that, new opportunities. I'm thankful for new opportunities. There's new open doors for you, whether it's at your workplace, it's in your home, it's in this church. I believe 2020 has for you new opportunities. I also believe there's new responsibilities. Does anybody believe that? And that's a big word, and it's also a heavy word. We don't want responsibility. But I believe, man, the God of this universe, you know, he's given us one of the greatest responsibilities. The word says that he has entrusted to us 
the opportunity to be ministers of reconciliation, which literally means the God of the universe says, hey, I'm giving you the responsibility to take people who don't know me to come to know me. Isn't that an incredible responsibility that all of us, not some of us, not those that are educated or those that know how to preach a message, all of us have been given that incredible responsibility. But as we get ready for a new year, we start thinking about what we can do to make ourselves better. And if you're like me, which you may not be, and if not, that means you're blessed, okay? Y'all need to pray for me, all right? Help me with this. But if you're like me, immediately when it comes to New Year's, I start thinking about what do I want different in my life, and it immediately goes to external. So a couple of things that I wrote down, I'm going to share with you just some resolutions. Uh, anybody, anybody got the New Year's resolution? You're about to go to the gym, join a gym, start working out every day. Come on. Now, I know, I know everybody in here, you're not all in tip-top shape, right? You know what I'm saying? So here's the deal. The new year rolls around. We all start going, hey, I need a new me. And we're looking in the mirror. We're going, oh, God, right? Like I'm going, the dad bod's not working, but the hair is. Come on, somebody, all right? I, I had a lady in the first service. She said, hey, good morning, pastor. Your hair looks great. I'm like, well, I'm ready to preach today. That was the favor of God. Hey, which by the way, my barber's in the house, Mr. Uh, D. Crenshaw, Crenshaw Cuts. He does a great job. If you don't have a barber, go check him out. I told him I'd give him a shout out. So anyways... But listen, man, I, I just, I'm excited. We start, thinking, we start thinking about things like our weight. Some of us start thinking about appearance. Maybe some ladies, you've already started changing your hairdo. Come on. Start changing your clothes. It's just part of what happens in the new year. We start evaluating. We know Pastor Ronnie is not going to change anything. He's perfectly content looking like a Baywatch guy the rest of his life. Come on. He's not changing hair or anything. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. God, he doesn't age. But anyways... Some of you, man, as 2020 comes, you're thinking, hey, you know what I need better? I need, new, I need new friendships. Maybe you need new friendships. Hopefully, those of you that are a spouse, you want to be a better spouse in 2020 than you were in 2019. I can promise you, your spouse wants you to be better. Come on. The ladies are like, oh, yeah, he's preaching now. <laughs> right? And so, so all of us, man, as we enter into a new year, we're thinking about things. Those, that are, those, those of us that are business owners or we're into finances. We're thinking, how can we manage our money better? How can we invest our money better? As we enter into a new year, we all start doing this thing. Check it out. We start kind of evaluating where we're at and trying to figure out where we're going. And so this morning, I want to do that, and I just want to talk about that for a minute. But here's the thing. When I, when I start kind of considering where we all are and why we do what we do, here's what I believe with all my heart. The reason we start evaluating ourselves and the reason we start kind of looking, whether it's external or internal, is because we all want to be better. How many of you know that to be true? That we all truly want to be better. We might not know how to get better, and we might not know the, the, actual, the actual way to get better, but every one of us inside of us, there's something that we're just not content. We're just not content being where we're at. We want to be better. And I think for us as believers, that's called the Holy Spirit working inside of us, who says, I'm not okay with you staying where you're at. Amen. And so we want to be better. And as we kind of look into the mirror, it's almost as if in the new year comes, we start evaluating ourselves. We start examining ourselves and saying, hey, what do I want? What do I not want? What new pair of shoes do I need? Come on. Like we just start thinking about all these different things and we're evaluating ourselves. The problem with this mirror is the mirror doesn't stretch the truth. How many of you know that? The mirror doesn't stretch the truth. It doesn't water the truth down. Like it can be, it can be way too honest with some of us, right? 
You get the good, bad, and the ugly with a mirror. And the same is true, man, in our lives. Like when, when we, come to, we come to the end of the year, as we get ready to go into 2020, maybe as we look in the mirror of 2019, we don't like what we see. We don't like who we've been. We don't like the conversations that we've had. Maybe some of you right now, you would say, in 2019, I said the thing that I thought I never would say. I did the thing that I promised God I never would do. I got involved in the relationship that I knew wasn't what I needed. And as we kind of start evaluating our lives and looking, some of us, maybe we're not ready to enter into 2020 because there's things in 2019 holding us back. And so today, man, I've come just to encourage us and to look together at how we can get better. Because here's the deal. I got good news today. How many of you know that? The good news is this, is God is not concerned with who we are. He's only concerned with who we're going to be. And for some of us, that's real good news where this is the moment where we should lose our minds that you don't have to be perfect. You've you got a God who is perfect. You don't have to have it all figured out. He's just going to help you figure it out along the way. Come on, somebody. That we, we, don't, we don't have to be... We don't have to be where we're at, but God's got a place for us. The word says he began a good work and he will complete it. He will complete it. And so the good news, man, I'm thankful that I serve a God that he's all about moving us forward. You know, when you look at the, the uh, Old Testament, and maybe you know this story, maybe you don't, but God chose Moses to lead an entire people group, million people called the Israelites, which the Bible would say is God's chosen people. God chose Moses to lead them into the promised land, which the word would say is the place filled with milk and honey, right? But along this journey, along the way, these Israelites, they did what some of us did, and they started worshiping false gods that were going to let them down. And some of them, they started building things that they never thought they would build and started investing in things that they never thought they'd invest. And some of them along the way, they started having conversations that they knew they weren't supposed to have. And just like us, they had stuff in their life. But I'm here to tell you, when I read the word, what I find is God says, hey, look, you might have did that, you might have said that, you might have built that, but we still got somewhere to go, and there's still something that's got to happen where we move forward. And so today, man, I hope when you leave this place, I hope when you leave this place, you go, you know what, I'm ready to move forward in 2020. I'm, I'm encouraged and I'm inspired because I know God's for me. He's not finished with me. I got a purpose and a plan. You believe that this morning? Come on, somebody. So it's good news for us. There's good news. However, the best part of moving forward comes when we are able to stop and evaluate ourselves. Anybody that's ever had any success, you, you know that your success is hinged on the moments where you said, I need to review, I need to evaluate. And so today, I want to encourage us as believers to do that. Self-evaluation is a New Year thing, but can I say this to you? Self-evaluation is a Bible thing. I want to show you that this morning in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5 on the Sky Bible. Here's what it says. It says, examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Let's stop there. That's scary. Let's look into ourselves. Let's examine where we're at to see if what we, what we say we are and what we want to be lines up with what the word says we are. Right? It says, examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine and then test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you failed the test of genuine faith. Paul is writing to a church just like us, and he's saying, hey, you need to test yourselves. You need to examine yourselves. Can I say that to us this morning? Can I say that to encourage you? You need to evaluate yourself. You need to test yourself, examine yourself. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 40 in the Old Testament, Jeremiah says, let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. It's almost as if Jeremiah knows that when you test and examine yourself, there needs to be some returning going on. 
It's almost as Jeremiah says, hey, when you look, when you look into a mirror and you try to figure out who you are, where you are, what you got going on, what you're going to find is something can be better, that you can do more than you're doing, that you can accomplish more than you thought you could. And I love this this morning. I find real, real excitement in this. But here's what I want you to hear this morning. Just a, a one thing that I want you to take with you. You can write it down. You can screenshot it, whatever it might be. But here it is. Having the right kind of evaluation can often result in bringing about the best kind of motivation. If you'll take the time to evaluate your life, I promise you what you will find on the other side of that is some motivation to move forward. Listen, there's, there's been times in my life, I don't know if anybody else has ever been there, where I felt like I was killing it as a dad. I felt like I was killing it as a husband. I felt like I was killing it as a pastor and a friend. And there's been moments in my life, man, where I'm like, I'm the, I'm the best, I've been the, the best place I've ever been in my relationship with God. Everything is good. But I promise you this, if you've ever experienced success or you've ever been able to say those words, there has been a moment in your life where you stopped, you looked at yourself and you evaluated where you are to allow God to move you to that place of being motivated. It's being, it's being motivated. And so today, I want to talk about that. But here's the thing, having the right kind. Because y'all know, you know you can find motivation called self-helps, right? You can listen to podcasts. You can go talk to a friend, and, and they can tell you you're doing better than you think you are. You can find ways to motivate yourself, but will it sustain you? Will it be the thing that you need in 2020? Will it be the thing that against all other odds still stands the test of time? Because I'm here today to talk about the Word of God who has stood the test of time. Come on, somebody. I'm here to hear what God has to say about my life and about how I can be better. And so today I want to look at this, the right kind of evaluation. We can find that in the book of James. Now, one of, one of the things Pastor Ronnie, he, he, he said it already, but this is a good place to stop and say 100 people gave their life to Jesus last weekend. Isn't that exciting? 100 people in one weekend. So every, every time we get together, we got people that are just getting, in, getting on board with this faith thing. We got people trying to figure out, hey, now that I gave my life to Jesus, I'm feeling some different stuff. How do I start walking this thing out? I would love to just kind of stop here as an infomercial for the book of James and just say, hey, if you need a book to read in 2020 to kind of start figuring out, hey, my, my, where do I go and how do I get there? James is the most practical book in the Bible. When I say practical, I mean you can read it. It doesn't scare you, okay? It doesn't haunt you at night because how many of you know the Bible has some of that stuff going on in it, right? It doesn't do any of that, and it's just very simple. Read it and apply it. Read it and apply it. And so I want to show you today the right kind of evaluation is here in James chapter 1. Let's look together at this. Here's what the Word says. Don't just listen to God's Word. How many of you know we can just listen and get by? Can't we? We can listen on Sunday. We can... We can listen on the radio, we can listen on podcasts, we can listen on YouTube, and we can get by. We can just listen to it. But James is saying, oh, wait, wait, wait. Don't just listen to God's word. Here's what he says. You must do what it says. Somebody say, just do it. Come on, that's what my sermon title is. Just do it. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing in a mirror and forgetting what you've seen. It's like looking into a mirror and forgetting what you've seen. And then it says this, and uh, it says, and then you, you, you yourself, you yourself walk away and forget what you look like. Verse 25, but if you look carefully into the perfect law, somebody say the word of God. Come on, if you look carefully into the word of God that sets you free, and if you do it, somebody say just do it. If you do it, don't just listen to it, but if you do it, 
what it says and you do what it says, don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. I, I'm, I want God's blessing. I want God's best in my life. And, and what the word right here just says, the most practical way, the right way for us to evaluate is for us to not look in a mirror and go, hey, like, uh, how would people accept me more? And, and how can I achieve more this year? What can you do to be different? What the word of God says is that we get in the word first, we read it, we let it read us, and we, we, can, we then begin to apply that to our life, apply what we're reading so that we're not just, we're not forgetting and we're not, we're not just observing. Here's what I want to say. Surface level looking will always result to surface level living. How many of you know that to be true? If you just look on the surface and you just keep listening and you just keep passing by and you don't evaluate and you don't get better and you don't push yourself and you don't want to do anything, you're cool being who you are the way you are, you like who you are, you don't need anything different. If you just want a surface level look, I promise you in 2020, you're going to surface level live. Can I say that and we still be friends? Come on. That's myself too. You know, I could, I could get by this thing. I could get up on a stage every Sunday, encourage people to get excited about Jesus, but at the end of the day, just be surface level uh, looking into my life, surface level evaluating. It's a matter of time before the fruit of that shows. And today, man, I come to talk to God's people that says, you know what, I'm not, I'm not interested anymore of being a surface level liver. I'm, 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 here, I'm here to start running this thing the way God's called me to run it, living this thing in a way God's called me to live it. And the way I believe we do that is to take some time to evaluate our life. And when the word speaks and the Holy Spirit speaks to make all that stuff work together, that's where we find success. I want God's best. I want God's blessing. My family deserves that. Come on. My church deserves that. But what I'm afraid this morning is we have too many believers. And I'm just wondering if anybody agrees with this. We have too many believers who walk around defeated. Walk around defeated, beat up, broken down. Maybe some people that don't have the joy of the Lord. You come in here and we're singing songs about the victory, but there's no smile on your face. Can I, can I share this morning? Y'all okay with that? It said, maybe, maybe we've got some people that you're not even excited about a new year. Actually, you've not even begun to think about what God wants you to do this year. But I came beside you today and said, hey, what, what's God going to do in your life this year? I don't know. I guess what he did last year. Come on. Is that what the God of the universe wants for you? Is that what he, what he wants for your friend? Those of you that have families, is that what he wants for your kids? So I just come this morning, man, to just say I'm trying to do some self-evaluation myself because I want, I want to be motivated, man, in this next season. I want to motivate people around me. I want to motivate the, the world around me to make a difference for the kingdom of God. And this morning as we look at this, maybe some of us, man, have got to this place where, where we're, not, we're not looking intently into a mirror but some of us, man, we're just, we're glancing and going, you know what? It is what it is. I'm, I mean, life's difficult. Paying the bills is, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Raising these kids that frustrate me. Come on, parents, your kids frustrate you. I'm the only one that has frustrating kids in the house. Yeah, you know you can make noise at church, right? It's perfectly okay. Because you're going to make noise in heaven. Amen? And so... You know, all these different things are going on, and we're just going, hey, it is what it is. I mean, I'm trying. Give me credit for trying. I'm just, I'm just here to tell you, man, that what I believe is I believe that's a surface way to live your life. And I believe there'll never be a day where you can enter into a relationship with Jesus where you can look and go, hey, it is what it is. And Jesus is like, uh, that's not what I died for. 
That's not what I didn't just die for. That's not what I resurrected for. I resurrected to bring you life and bring it to you to the full. <laughs> and this morning, I want to talk about that. I just want to encourage us. But maybe some of us, you're like, hey, hey, PR, listen. That's what the youth call me, by the way, PR. But uh, hey, youth, or, you know, listen, I, I want to I go to 2020, but there's some things in 2019 that are holding me back. There, there's, there's some things I just have not dealt with, and I don't know what I need to do with it, and I'm not real sure how I need to get out of this moment. It's, it's weighing me down. It's heavy on me, and I'm just stuck. And I just want you to say this, or I just want you to know this. This might be your current state that you're in right now, but listen, today you can meet a grace that's greater than that state. Today you can meet a grace and a power and a God that can help you in any situation. Your situation doesn't scare him. It's almost scary that your situation invites him to come fix it. It's like he's looking for that. He's looking for you to go, hey, this is the thing that's holding me back. He's like, I've been waiting for you to give that thing to me. And so this morning, man, I just want to encourage us. I want us to look at this. I came, I came to stir someone's faith and not my own. I came to get somebody fired up about what God's going to do. That we would again, we begin to evaluate our lives. That we would kind of get to this place of like, Hey, God, what do you want to do through my life today? What do you want to accomplish through my life? God, how do you want to use me? And I'm looking, and if you, listen, if, if the word would say it like this, that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Listen, I'm not going to look at it like this. I ain't prideful. I'm not doing that. I'm going to look at it like this. Hey, God, if there's any way that's prideful in me, Lord, I give it to you right now. Lord, I humble myself before you. I know everything you've given me, my house, my family, my job, my kids, everything is a blessing. It's because of you that I have life and air in my lungs. Father, I want to make the most of this day. God, I don't want to just glance, but I want to look intently because there's people that need me to not be proud today. They need me to be humble. Come on. There's a whole other way of doing this thing. Here's what I want to tell you this morning. The devil's a liar. He's a liar and he's a thief and he never, listen, God never intended you to say this, it is what it is. Here's what I said, I saw this commercial 57 times last night during the the bowl games, we don't want to talk about that. (laughs) Let's take a moment of silence for Pastor Steve and all the Buckeye fans. (laughs) All right, unlike the AT&T commercial, listen, God is not okay with you being okay. God wants more for your life than okay. The word says this, our youth ministry is built on this principle, on this verse, that God has exceedingly and abundantly more for your life. It's up to you whether you walk in it. It's up to you whether you chase it down. It's up to you whether you step into it. But I'm telling you, the more is available. But the reason we don't get to that more is because so many of us have just become content with glancing, forgetting who we are, forgetting what God's called us to do. Maybe forgetting the moment that we invited Jesus in and everything changed for us and hope came in and we've lost sight of that. And so today I just want us to to see that together, to gain sight of that. I I love what John 10 says, John 10, 10. It says the the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But then Jesus says, but my purpose is to give you life and a satisfying life, to give you life to the full Come on, could I, could I come to your workplace and go, hey, listen, does he or she have life to the full? Can I, can I come to your home and ask your kids, hey, does mom and dad look like they got life to the full? Because if not, then the answer is not, hey, let's go to another ball game and let's go to another event. The answer is, hey, I need to evaluate my life. And as I look into the mirror and I look into the word of God that brings freedom and liberty, not weight. Come on, somebody. As I look into this thing, then I can walk into what God has for me in 2020. Amen. Here, here's what I, 
I, I just feel in my heart, maybe the enemy has us so busy, so beat up, and so broken that we've gotten used to glancing and not examining. We're just glancing rather than looking and re-looking and re-examining and praying and chasing it down and going, you know, God, I know you're saying something to me. God, I know you're speaking to me. God, Pastor Steve is reading my mail. And when he's not up there, Pastor Adam is reading my mail. What are you trying to say to me? And it's just this, this process of like looking and praying and worshiping and looking and praying and worshiping. I believe 2020 can be your year. I want it to be mine. Does anybody else want it to be yours? Is that your prayer? I want it to be the best year I've ever had. I want it to be the best decade that I've ever lived in. And I think the only way, man, to get there is to look into my life and to evaluate what God is saying to me and how he wants to use me. So maybe today you say, well, what do we need to do, PR? You're talking a lot. Help us out. I'm going to give you just two practical things. Is that okay? Here it is. Get in the word and let the word get in you. Get in the word and let the word get in you. I say it like this. Read it, hear it, and do it. Somebody say, just do it. Read it, hear it, and do it. Apply it. Here's what the word says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. I love this verse. It says, study this book of instruction continually. Listen, where are my parents at this morning? Make some noise. Come on, parents. So the greatest day of my life was March 29th when my son was born, where I went from being a lame dude to getting in the best hood, which is fatherhood. Come on. And, and, and I remember leaving the hospital, and I didn't have a manual on how to be dad. I need the manual today because I want to Judy chop him and ninja star him all day long. Y'all know what I'm saying? He's 10 going on 20, and I can't handle it. Y'all pray for us, okay? But I didn't get a manual that said this is how you do it, and this is how, this is how you deal with a, a kid that is... Rather plays Fortnite than looks you in the eye. This is, you know, like, I didn't get that manual. But guess what, church? We did get a manual. God gave us a manual that says if you want to figure out how to run the play, it's there. If you want to figure out how to deal with the pride, it's in here. If you want to figure out how to get over temptations and battles, it's in here. We've been given a manual as believers. And it's not my words. It's the word. Joshua said it. Pull that verse right back up, please. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. I told the first service, I found that when I look at it in the morning and I study it in the morning, I think about it all day, and then I go back to it at night. Maybe that's just a discipline we just start developing in 2020. Let's look at it in the morning, study it, think about it through the day, and meditate on it all day and night. Here's why we do this. Why? So that we will be sure to obey everything that's written in it, because only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. I want to succeed in all I do. I don't know if you've ever met me, hung out with me. I'm very competitive. I don't like to lose at anything. <laughs> Come on, some of you are the same way. Don't judge me. Do, do not judge me. <laughs> right? I don't like losing anything, so I want to be successful. And the Word right here says that's how you be successful. Get in the Word. Meditate on it. Think about it. Pray on it. Do what it says. Somebody say, just do it. I got a, I got a practical example for you, just some practical examples. Uh, I just want to share them with you for a minute. Here, here's one. In 2020... Don't be an acquaintance, be an attender. I'm not talking about church membership, so don't go, he wants us at church to count us as a number. No, 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 no. Your relationship with God, don't just go to him when you need him. Don't just visit him when things get tough. Don't just, hey, God, somebody made fun of me today. Somebody talked about me on social media today. You know what I mean? Like, don't be an acquaintance, but be a regular attender in your relationship with God. I promise you that will help you. I promise you, it will help you. 
Another practical example, join a connect group. I'm not, I'm not saying join a connect group here because that's what we do. And I don't say life is better when we're connected because that's what we're supposed to say and I get paid to say it. I say that because I believe that. Come on, church. I say that because I know there's been times where I was all by myself, beaten down, alone, afraid of what was next, didn't know where I needed to go, and I got my tail handed to me. But there's also been times where I had three or four people to my left or my right or 13 or 14 people to my left or right, and I went through the battle and the storm better than I ever thought I could. Life's better when you're connected because that's the way God designed for us to be. So in 2020, maybe, maybe you look and go, you know, maybe some of you are going in 2019, I thought joining a connect group would be good. I thought maybe I could experience some freedom. 2020 is right around the corner, ready or not, here it comes. Get in a connect group. Maybe another practical way to apply it, because that's what the word is, right? Reproducing. Y'all okay? Can I share this with you? Reproducing. Allow it to reproduce in your life. Get on a surf team. I heard this when I was young. You're at your best when you're serving God and serving others. How many of you know that to be true? You are your best self. When you're serving the God of the universe and you're serving other people. Some of you, man, you're just listeners, you're attenders, you come in here, you give, we're grateful for that. But maybe in 2020, what's going to take you to another level is serving. Get on a team. Make a difference. I'm going to say this just because I can and I'm up here. Is that all right? Y'all say, go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead. All right. All right. Participate in some first Saturday prayers. It's literally my favorite time of the month because it's the people, man, that are, that are saying, hey, God, we don't see you, and we can't touch you today, but we got faith to believe you're there. And, and listen, we know this week we worked, and we got paid, and uh, that's what we had to do. But today, we're in here, we're praying, and we know that's where you're going to work. We come in here, and we just start praying, saying, God, we need your spirit to pour out on our services. Father, we pray for every hundred people that's coming to our Christmas service that's going to give their life to Jesus. I'd love to encourage some of you, man. Maybe in 2020, you're you pray at home, come pray with us on Saturday mornings. See if it changes the game. See if it changes your situation. Remember, it's evaluation. If you'll evaluate your life the right way, it'll motivate you into what God has for you. Come on, somebody. Number two, expose the enemy and experience freedom. How many of you, man, are ready to expose the enemy? Come on, we just need to shine the light and love of Jesus on his attempts and his schemes. Let's expose him. Let's, let's just identify right now non-healthy mentalities and change them. You say, well, how do I identify it? Let me show you. This is what I think it looks like. Hey, God, is there anything in me that doesn't belong in me? <laughs> yeah, that's easy. Yes, it's that easy. And then sit and wait and listen to him. And don't argue back and forth and go, well, what was this? And justify that. And just, the God, what's in me that doesn't need to be in me that's holding me back from all that you want me to accomplish in 2020? What are the people, the places, the things, the relationships, the circumstances, and the mentalities in 2019 as I evaluate my life? What has held me back from the best me? Because if that's there, I don't want it anymore. God, here it is. You can have it. And I promise you, something happens supernatural, miraculous. It's like God just takes all that from you. And you feel motivation, man, to move in to a new season. Don't just get by in 2019. Let's soar above. You, don't, you know the Bible says that, that, that God has given us strength and he's mounted us, mounted us up like, like eagles' wings to soar. Let's not just get by. Let's soar. Let's take back the ground the enemy's taken from us. Has the enemy taken anything from anybody in this room? Come on. Let's take back that ground. Let's say, you know what? Your schemes, they don't work. You might think you're powerful, but you ain't got nothing on God. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. It's, it's just this idea and these, these concepts of I'm not going to come to church and just listen to the word anymore. I'm going to come to church and I'm going to take what I'm hearing. I'm going to apply it to my life. 
I'm going to take what I'm singing. I'm going to apply that to my life. Because you're turning it for my good. Does anybody believe that? Come on, that, that the enemy has taken so much from us. What God wants, man, what, the, what that song says is you take what the enemy meant for evil, God, you're turning it for your good. And we just believe that. We just want that for your life. Take back that ground. Here's what I said. You write this down. Use the enemy's oppression as your opportunity. Use the, the, if the enemy is pushing down on you, distracting you and holding you back, don't go, oh, poor me. I don't have a chance. I'm done. I'm lost. I'm, it's over. Nobody will ever listen to me. Look at it and go, you know what? He's, he, he knows I'm a threat. He knows I got potential. He knows I got a calling and a purpose and a destiny on my life. Listen, he can keep coming at me all he wants, but God's greater and God's got this. Here's what the word says in Romans chapter 8. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who has loved us. Jesus has made us more than conquerors. If we'll be intentional with our valuation, it will birth inspirational direction in our life. If we'll be intentional, man, to, to evaluate our life, something will come out of us that'll be inspiring. And we'll have purpose and we'll have direction. And people will see that and they'll go, I, I want to figure out how to get that direction. I want to close with this story. I think some of you We'll understand this, but are you, how many, Disney Plus, where you at? All the Disney Plus people, got it? Come on. How you doing? Yeah. So Disney Plus, still the greatest movie ever to be made in Disney is The Lion King. Don't hate. Don't hate. Receive that in Jesus' name, okay? Go, go examine it. Type in what's the greatest Disney movie ever. Lion King pops up, all right? But let's talk about Simba because I think you and I have something similar with the life of Simba for just a minute, okay? So in the beginning of the movie... You know, Simba is lifted up across the whole kingdom. Yeah, you know, it's like everybody's like, oh, you know, Simba has purpose and destiny. He's called to be the king. He has, it, before he was ever born, it was predestined that he was going to be a king, correct? And Simba's living this thing, doing this thing. Him and Nala are running around. Everybody's having a great time. Oh, I can't wait to be king. But something happens in the story where he gets distracted. The, the elephant graveyard kind of gets his attention. And just like you and I, he starts kind of checking out what's going on over there. And before you know it, he starts getting close to somebody that he shouldn't even be close to. His uncle Scar, who's deceitful. And I would just say this. Maybe some of the most deceitful people in your life in 2019 are the closest to you. But in this story, Simba gets close to Uncle Scar, and Uncle Scar's leading him away because we all know and we all see Scar wants the kingdom. And then what happens? Simba's in the wrong place at the wrong time. The murder of Mufasa gets put on Simba, and he's on the run. Nobody in this room's ever been on the run. The enemy's never pushed any of you out in, in a homeland where you, where you were deserving. That's never happened to you. But if it has, then you would be interested in the rest of the story. Because Simba goes to a place where he starts living a, it is what it is. I'm okay being okay. He pins the phrase Hakuna Matata. Come on, somebody. And as he starts living this life, he starts to go, something's not matching up. Something doesn't, doesn't line up with who I am and what I'm destined and purposed to be. And then he sends, there's, there's this moment where another line comes in and says, hey, the fact that you're alive means you're the king. Now there's a stirring going on. There's some evaluating going on. There's something I've... I'm not sure. Maybe I am the king. Maybe I'm not the king. I know I got a mane now, right? Just, it's like this moment happens. Hang with me for a minute because this gets good because what happens is Simba starts trying to figure out, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing and am I living the way I'm supposed to be living and am I in the place where I'm supposed to be? And then my favorite character of the whole movie, Rafiki. Anybody Rafiki fans? Come on. Rafiki comes along with his, 
with his swash banana here, banana here, here, right? He rolls up on Simba. He rolls up on him. And Simba's like, I don't even know who I am. Rafiki says, I know who you are. You're Mufasa's boy. Boy, that seed drops quick, right? And I don't know if you caught it, but I certainly did. The next thing that happens is he says, I'll show you. I'll show you that who you are. And Simba goes to the water hole, right? This is the crux of the whole story. The whole story is built right here on this moment. And Simba looks at his reflection. He evaluates. And what I think happens at first, I don't know about you, but what I think happens is Simba goes, oh, not me. I'm not the king. I, I don't have that responsibility. You don't know what I did. You don't know, you don't know how I got there. You don't know. I've been running, and I'm, I'm denying it. I'm running from it. I can't embrace it. I'm not strong enough. I'm not built for this. And he starts just kind of making all these excuses. But then what happens is there's this moment where he walks away, and then the monkey, Rafiki, goes, wow, hits him right over the head. Y'all know. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Simba's like, ow, you know? He goes, look harder. Try it again. And what I think happens is Simba goes from glancing to examining. I'm evaluating this. And there's a people that needs me. And there's a kingdom that's depending on me. <laughs> and I've got, I've got purpose. I was born with purpose. And I was born with destiny. And I'm tired of letting Uncle Scar and all them hyenas make me run. It's time for me to walk in what I've been called to walk in. And all it takes is one word from his father, and he's back into the place he's supposed to be. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I know there's been times in my life where I ran, and I walked away from what I know I was called to walk, or what I was called to. But today, I'm here to tell you, I believe it will evaluate our lives and we'll do it the right way, then we'll be motivated to live a purpose and a destiny and a calling that God's put on every single one of us. And so this morning, man, I want to encourage you. I want you to know that you can take back the ground the enemy's taken from you. I want you to know the victory is yours because of Jesus. You didn't do it. Your grandparents didn't do it. The your grandparents before them didn't do it. Listen, it's because of Jesus. It's always been because of Jesus. And as we enter into a new year, man, I believe the victory is ours. We're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from it. And so today, man, the scoreboard's set, one to zero. It's yours. All you got to do is embrace it. Maybe today what you need, what I need, is just to take some time to say, God, am I where I need to be? Am I who I need to be? The people I work with, people I live by, my kids, grandparents, my grandkids. God, am I who I need to be for them? This morning, that's what I pray we'll all leave this place, knowing that if we'll look harder and go further and look deeper, we will accomplish the more that God has for us. Who's ready this morning to evaluate, to motivate, and to move into, three, into 2020 like never before? Who's ready for that? Come on, let's pray together. Father, we love you today. God, we're grateful for your presence. We're grateful for your power in this place. Lord, we just ask that... God, as we take some time to evaluate, Lord, I pray as we take some time to sing the song that, that, that God, that the victory is ours, that, Lord, that you have a plan for our life, that we'll walk in that and we'll achieve that. Lord, I pray for every individual and I pray for myself today. God, that we know you've got places and people and opportunities waiting on us. And God, where that comes from is where we identify ourselves. Lord, help us look harder than we've ever looked because, God, the time is drawing near. Lord, I pray urgency will be in our heart today. 
Father, we love you, and we thankful, God, today for your grace and your mercy in Jesus' name. Come on, let's stand. Let's sing this song together as we, as we enter into a new year. Thank you, God.